Welcome to The Space at FMC Podcast, where our aim is to bring topics and guests that help us make mental health more accessible for everyone. I'm your host, Allie McPhail, and each episode, we bring on amazing guests to further the dialogue about how maintaining your mental health is not only possible, but it is imperative to an effective and full life. Each episode, we want to engage your thoughts with approachable and practical guests and topics in the ever-growing area of mental health and wellness. Hi everyone, Allie McPhail here, host of The Space at FMC Podcast. In today's episode, it is an honor to invite Dr. Lene Rivers into our studio. Lene holds a license in psychology and is a certified school psychologist. Today, we're going to be talking about resiliency and what we've noticed as mental health professionals during this COVID crisis in our clients and beyond. Good evening, Lene. Hi, Allie. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I am good. I was excited all day to get this podcast done with you. I know. So uh, it's finally here. Work. Yes, it has been. We have some crazy schedules to coordinate, and I think it's going to be worth it. Um, but before I start any serious talk, I want to ask you, uh, you know, some pretty big personal questions. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Go. Okay, so you have to don't put a lot of thought into this, and you're only allowed to pick one of the options. Okay. One option. Chocolate or vanilla. Chocolate. Cats or dogs. Dogs. Piano or electric guitar? Piano. Hugging or cuddling? Cuddling. Oh, that's awesome. It's, I laughed at the cats or dog question because I wrote that down a couple of days ago and then you and I actually talked today about it. So oh. I thought you should actually pick dogs. I think that's important. I love Hopefully it. you're going to get one. Okay. So we're going to talk about resilience and what we're noticing kind of as, as mental health professionals, we kind of a front seat. Uh, to everyone's lives during this pandemic and the word resiliency has been like pushed around a lot and I wanted to talk about what you believe that looked like and then I want to talk about where we see it so how would you kind of define what resiliency looks like sure like resiliency is one of my favorite words um, which is why I love working with kids Um, and to me resiliency is I call it that bounce back effect So if you think about a ball and you're bouncing the ball and it it always pops back up. Um, So resiliency is like the ability to bounce back when in a difficult situation. Uh, I like that. You know, with kids, I think they do this really well, which is why I love working with kids. Me too. Um, But it's so funny because at the beginning of the pandemic, I don't. I think I told you, and I said I'm really nervous for what this is going to do to the mental health of our community in our island, and and you, I think you agreed at the time because I was quite nervous. Like we've never done this before, right. but now that we're about two and a half months in, um, I think we're seeing some really remarkable things. What are you noticing in the kids? Right. So, some kids are really strong in the area of resiliency, um, and. Like they can handle disappointments and challenges and they can cope with uncertainty. What surprised me the most um, is that a lot of my kids that I thought wouldn't do well, like kids with anxiety, 
are doing extremely well, even more so than adults um, during this time. And if you think about it, many of the kids um, that might be struggling with anxiety or that have been in, in treatment for anxiety, they've been training for this moment all their life. Like, so this is what they've been doing in treatment. So if you've been in treatment, you've been learning how to cope with uncertainty and your fears. Um, and it's kind of like a vaccine, you know? So if they've had this training and now they're able to put their skills to practice. So many of these kids that I see are doing really well during this quiet, during the COVID crisis. And it's not affecting them as much as it's impacting those children and adults that aren't used to dealing with uncertainty and fears and worries on a daily basis. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I work more with older kids and adults. And the, the, I thought, you know, I was nervous for what was going to happen to those who were already dealing with pre-existing anxiety disorders right. or whatever. And they've, most of them have come back actually fl with flying colors and almost better because as you, I love the idea of a vaccine that they've been training for this their whole life. Right. And they're used to handling the, I don't know. But also what I found is that because they've had to stay at home and, and, and have a lot less distractions yep. for the most part, they've learned how to sit with their thoughts. Whereas before the anxiety wouldn't let them sit and they'd always try to avoid and distract. But now they they were kind of faced with having to do it and they are passing with flying colors. It's, exactly. it's remarkable. So this resiliency is absolutely fabulous. Exactly. And mm -hmm. well, a lot of kids, um, some of their big stressors may have been removed during this sure. pandemic. So if school was a major stressor for them, whether it be the schoolwork or peers or whatever the situation might be, this is actually playing in their favor. Um, and they're really doing well during this time. As mm -hmm. well as- That, that is a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really good point. Now, what would, you, what would you suggest for kids who maybe have never been in treatment and are struggling more than normal because of the pandemic? How do they build resilience or how can parents help them build? Right. Um, and one thing that's important to remember is that how parents and adults are handling the situation heavily impacts children. So children judge whether a situation is out of control or scary by kind of watching and listening to the adults around them. So children and parents can both, you know, parents can really help their children build. I like to think of it as their storehouse. So a lot of kids and parents, we have this storehouse with resiliency tools built up. Um, then, when, you know, stressful situations come up, we kind of automatically pull from a resiliency toolbox, whether it be mm. just the general day-to-day um, -day bounce back tools that we've been using and we didn't really know we were using. Maybe we talk to our friends or we talk to our parents or we're getting outside. We have the routine of school. We're exercising, those type of things. But now during this pandemic, a lot of parents and kids, our storehouse is becoming empty. So we have to build that resiliency storehouse back up, right? Um, mm -hmm. Some of the things we have to encourage our children to do some simple things, sleep, eat, 
exercise and stick to a routine. I can't tell you how many kids I've spoken to and they're telling me they may be going to bed at like four, five o'clock in the morning. And then they think they can, you know, roll out of bed and jump online for school. And that's, that's just not going to work. So if we can just go back to some of the basic structure that we're used Mm -hmm. to, that would help a lot. And yeah. And I think, I think we over, um, I think we, we should keep it more simple because so many people are like, okay, we have to develop resiliency by, you know, let's just talk about everything and put everything in our journal. And can we just eat properly? Can we exercise? And can we sleep like basic human needs? And and that goes so far. I also really liked what you said about how kids will look to parents um, as, as an example, like, are we okay? Right. And so I think it's really important for parents to know their response. And my favorite saying is that you are a role, a role model where you want to be or not. Exactly. And so your children are looking at you and how you respond to this pandemic. And are you out of control with your stress and anxiety? Then you probably need to model how to better emotionally regulate and say, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but I, I, I know that I'm here right now and we're going to be okay. Right. You know, like that kind of reassuring them that it's okay not to know. Exactly. But a lot of parents feel like they have to have it all together and then talk to their kids. And I don't always think that's accurate. <laughs> no, because right. You have to model the behavior, whether you're stressed. And so you have to, you know, talk out loud and just say, I need to take a minute and do some deep breathing. But you know, some parents are coping better than others. And for a lot of parents, this is their first time for many of us, if not all of us, having to be full-time parent, full-time mm-hmm. co-teacher, full-time, you know, taking care of others, whether it be a spouse or a grandparent, all at the same time and having to work. Yeah. Yes. Who has yeah. To- I, I'm, I'm finding that too. It's the adults who have the younger kids at home who are used to going to work themselves, who are still going to work, but they're doing it at home and they're parenting and they're teaching and they're taking care of their parents and the household. So they're the ones struggling the most. And and that'll be a whole other podcast, I think for our adults, but um, be mindful that that's a lot to take on. So just try to, it is. Yeah. But just be aware of how you're showing up. Perfect. Um, I like that. So yeah. How are you showing up as a parent will dictate how your kids are doing. Right. Right. Absolutely. That is, that is excellent. Helpful. I really appreciate that. Um, anything else you would add to parents who are listening or even some kids that are listening, how, how else could they, you know, continue to survive and even maybe even thrive during this? Right. You know, and I think there are things that we all hear, but it's just important to practice, you know, make sure that you, limit and be mindful of what you're watching and what your children are watching. Try to focus on Mm -hmm. other things other than the pandemic. What else is going on in the world? Um, And then use, you know, you can, you might not be an expert, but there are some calming tools, um, some relaxation tools that you can use during this time, whether a lot of my kids love to do the deep breathing. I call it the belly breathing, the belly breath. Mm -hmm. So sometimes just taking five minutes out to sit down with your child and do take a lot of deep breaths, whether you're breathing, you know, breathe in. That's one. And you can make it a family recording, like a family um, uh, recording or family time together. I think that would be amazing. Exactly. And then look for the positives. There's a lot of things going on that are good. 
families are spending more time together. Kids are doing things, you know, they've never done, learning to play games that you never thought that they would learn to play or cook or clean Mm -hmm. chores around the house. So try to find the positives every day. I like that a lot. I think it, I think one other thing I wanted to pull out that you said was watch what you're watching. I had a 10-year-old tell me that something was unprecedented. <laughs> Where did you get that word from? And obviously they've been watching the news or they've been hearing their parents like normal kids don't usually use that word, right? So clearly they've been informed by the watching probably the news and it's just stuck in their heads and I love that they can improve their vocabulary but I I don't know if that was always a great place to to do that from is the American news so it just made me laugh when you said that I'm like yeah my unprecedented child at 10 was saying that I'm like no that doesn't fit for me so you said you know do some things that you have to do like enjoy the positives I am I'm taking a survey this is kind of an ender here taking a survey of all people during the COVID crisis and I, I have something called a COVID resume that I think people are creating so some people are learning how to bake bread or knit socks or do something new or something that they haven't done in a long time and they're posting everything and they're bragging about it much to my um well, I am getting very jealous because I don't have those kind of skills. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to brag about, which is now on your COVID resume? I do. So I don't know if I want to brag about it, though. <laughs> okay. So I've never been one to enjoy cooking. It's mm-hmm. a necessity, of course. But I have actually learned how to make homemade pizza and homemade bread and done some baking and I've, you know I was like wow I'm gonna take a picture of this and post it and it's something it actually tasted good and so that's awesome I, that's I, awesome. I enjoy that that's gonna bode well when we're actually back in the office together and I can just say hey hook me up with some homemade pizza tomorrow absolutely that's a that's a really big hint by the way I'm, oh, got it I'm on it <laughs> Well, Lynette, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, we're definitely going to do this again. My pleasure. Um, but talking to the idea of resilience is the question that a lot of people are asking. And I am so glad that you were able to offer such amazing pointers for parents and maybe even some children who are listening. So thank you very much for being a part of it. And I can't wait to do it again. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Lene and I. I hope you got something out of it. It was so interesting for me to hear Lene's perspective on resiliency. What stuck out for me was two basic things. That to help kids build resiliency, which allows them to better handle disappointments and cope with uncertainty, one, we need to stick with the basics. Sleep, eat, exercise. It, it can't be more simple than that. It, and if it's not there, that's harder for a child to cope. And number two, how much kids look to parents as examples of how to cope. Basically, what Lene said is that I, as a parent, am a role model, whether I like it or not. So my challenge going forward is to become a role model that I think might be helpful in my daughter's life. Thank you so much for listening today. You can visit www.familymedicinecenter.org to find out more about Dr. Lene Rivers. Stay mental, everyone, and see you next time on the Space at FMC podcast. The views expressed in this podcast are just that, 
views and are not intended to substitute for professional help. If you find yourself in need of further help, please make it your goal to seek out qualified professional attention.